Let's bring this calm meeting into session before we take a well-needed break. Good afternoon, everyone. In today's episode, I'll be reading Chapter 5 of my published novel, Death Chill, which is available on Amazon, linked in description. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Death Chill Written by Portia Aubrey Narrated by Portia Aubrey Chapter 5 The Power of a Yin-Yang This place smells like sweat and magic power. The mixture of temperatures here are sickening. Of course, Des and Troy are extremely hyped for the extra training. They're already sitting like little five-year-olds listening to a story. Except we're watching a fight. A tall, stick-thing lady walks up to me. She's wearing a team jersey that has a baby Akinij on it. The team is meant for some of the younger fighters from ages five to eight. She must be their coach, or maybe one of the highly supportive mothers. So, you must be the new fighters, she starts looking at my brothers acting like children, watching a superhero movie. I'm Loa Shne. She cuts herself off. I trained the baby Akinji. Nice to meet you. I'm Troy. Troy smiles maturely, getting up to shake her hand. That's Des and the girl's Lexus. Yes, I already know. Your parents told us everything. Loa grins, watching as Des gets up. I will be seeing your strengths, and you guys will be placed according to your skill level. What would you like us to do first? I ask, watching some guys practice Shito Ryu. So, your powers are death, fire, and cold, Loish shows an expression like she's trying to remember everything. So, you'll be fighting people who are the exact opposite of that. What about us? Des asks, smacking Troy on the back. Seeing as you both require each other, Lois turns to them, we will put you guys up against other people who can use each other and just tell them to not use their individual powers. She gestures for some to come over to us. This is Hunter. He uses life, water, and heat magic. He's tall. Very tall. About two feet taller than me. His hair is brown, short on the sides like a fade, and the top is combed over to one side. He looks about a year older than me. His eyes have a red border with, the, with black filling in it. He's wearing an elder Sholo jacket. That's one of the top teams my age group, 15 to 18. I think I'm in love. What am I thinking? I just met him. Sup? He nods at me with a nonchalantly blank expression. <laughs> Hi. I stutter. I'm so damn pathetic. Doesn't Troy are probably already thinking of ways to embarrass me afterwards. All right, you two, go into the containment training chamber, Loa orders, pointing to one of the doors that are leading down a hallway. Since we can't have the place burning down, even though we can just use our powers to extinguish it, but still. We start walking towards one of the rooms, and I look back and see Des and Choi whispering to each other, though their voices quickly fade as we walk into the plain, unbreakable room. Name? Hunter asks, locking the door behind him. Lexus Deathchill, I answer. His eyes go bold. Out of nowhere, he traps me in a water prison lock and starts making it warm. Almost hot. Boiling hot. There are fewer and fewer air bubbles every second. I have to get out before I drown. Why is he trying to kill me? I start cooling down the water until I'm almost frozen inside. My skin sets on fire, sending my flames everywhere until the water completely sublimates. I don't care if I hurt him anymore. How dare he try to kill me? 
Combining my fire and death powers into a shooting stream, I aim straight for him. Before the stream touches him, he sends out a combination of his life and water powers at me. The streams look like the Moira's ultimate from Overwatch, just different colors. Now, at, now it's a test of magical strength, and I'm too mad to lose. My fire has already evaporated his water, and his water has already extinguished my fire. Now it's just a stream of life and death. An orb generates where the streams collide. It is bright. It resembles my brother's powers, yin-yang. We are making life. We are making balance. My current is falling behind. I'm getting too calm. Angry. Angry. I need to be mad. I'm not strong enough to defeat him when I'm calm. He smiles and enhances his stream. He can defeat me any second now. He's most likely going easy on me. No. I can't doubt myself. I will destroy him. I will increase the death until life is no more. My stream goes further and further until it's right in front of his face. He's wincing from the pain of it just being near him. It touches his skin and the stream of life is no more. He's screaming in agony, kneeling on the ground and his hands are forming like a claw on his head. I walk towards him, drastically lighting up the power, but I'm still hitting him with it. Loa is banging on the door. She blasts it open. Stop! 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 I stop, but Hunter is still in pain. Loa runs towards him to help him up. His legs aren't working. Des and Troy are outside the door, watching in fear at what I just did. He was most likely just checking my reaction time. Why didn't I pick up on that sooner? What did you do? Loa yells at me. I don't know what I did, but I never want to do it again. I... I don't know. I stutter, tears starting to pour down my face. Come on, Lexus, let's get you out of here, Troy says, pulling me up. I'm frozen in fear as Troy, Des and Troy drag me away. I see Hunter raise his hand at me and try to yell stop, but he's in too much pain to do so. He just makes a high-pitched squeak. I pull myself free from Des and Troy and sit on the ground, watching him try to talk. Troy, let's try to help him. Des whispers, nudging Troy. Troy nods, and they walk over to him. Iowa backs away from them, and they tower above Hunter, who's too weak to be able to even look up at them. Des steps over to the opposite side of Troy, and they start to circle around him, going faster and faster until their bodies change into a rotating yin-yang. This isn't destroy. Not yet, I don't think. What are they doing? Are they giving him a boost? Or they may be healing him, transferring power, or what? They start to slow down their bodies, turning back to normal. Eventually, they've reached a complete stop. Dust is expanding around them. Where did the dust even come from? This building's way too clean to have dust anywhere. Near it. Des and Troy open their eyes. They're yin-yangs. Des's Des are yin and Troy's are yang. They both look up and a slightly transparent yin-yang appears. This must be one of the powers of destroy. They slowly start lowering their heads to look at Hunter, and the yin-yang follows, slowly lowering itself into Hunter. It looks so magical, like they're reviving him. Everything starts to glow around us. The atmosphere feels more relaxed. I feel as light as a feather. The mix of temperatures is now a perfect mix, 
all of the tension in the area feels absolutely diminished. A calm breeze is blowing through my hair. It almost feels like I'm on the beach, or maybe even flying just without the risk of death. Everything flies like a gust of wind during a Canadian winter and a hunter. The temperature of the room is back to being separate, back to being sickening. Although all of the tension is still gone, it's most likely temporary though. Destroy both close their eyes and I and collapse. I run to them. Iowa is frozen in shock. Are you guys okay? I ask, kneeling beside them. Troy slowly opens his eyes, smiles and says, I guess that does and I need to work on not collapsing after that move. What did you guys do? I ask, switching my eyes from one person to another. Iowa still hasn't moved. Hunter's eyes open. They're in yin-yang for a split second, then they fade back to normal. They gave me my ba- they gave me back my life power. Whoa, 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 wait. Did I get rid of your life power entirely? I ask as he starts to re-energize Des and Troy. Hey, Iowa, I think that Lexus here is a perfect fit for the Elder Sholos. Hunter beams energetically, completely ignoring both me and her be- and her being frozen. Uh, okay. I'll let the trainer know. Iowa stutters and trudges out of the room. Congrats, Lexus. I think we'll be making an amazing team. Hunter grins as he watches Des and Troy get up like they have a hangover. Try to learn some healing magic, though. And let's have you train uh, Kyokushin for more non-magic combat. Welcome to the team, partner. Congratulations, Lexus. Troy cheers with a tired voice. What about your guys' fight? I ask. Des randomly starts doing push-ups for some reason. We were just waiting for them to finish their practice, Des says as he goes into a handstand and starts doing push-ups like that. What's wrong with him? That's Des for sure. Then all this happened. We should be starting to fight soon, though. What powers do the people you'll be fighting have? I ask as Des Des starts doing push-ups, sit-ups. What the hell? Why is he still working out? He should be resting. We don't know yet, Troy shrugs, then throws Des over his shoulder. Let's get back to training, Hunter says, and pours some water on my head. And I have no doubt that you'll be allowed to join the Elder Sholos. Des and Troy both leave to a different room, and Hunter locks the door once again. What should we call our, call our combined streams? What? I ask. Is he talking about the yin gang? We should be... When we were fighting and our powers collided, Hunter exclaims. Uh, how about the bounce stream, I suggest. That's one idea. Let's think of more as we practice, Hunter says, getting into a combat position. Let's try it again. Okay, I breathe, sending a pure black stream of death out of my hands. I make sure to let him go first so I don't end up killing him. Since I'm not as mad anymore, my attack isn't as effective so his life attack is more powerful. The yin-yang still shows up, but it's closer to me now. I can feel its power. It's overwhelming. It hurts, but it also doesn't at the same time. I want to be covered in it, but I also want it nowhere near me. You let yourself be controlled by your anger, Hunter states, lighting up on the attack. How dare he go easy on me? Don't make assumptions, I yell, strengthening my attack. Okay. So what if I do? It's not always reliable, Hunter shrugs, evening out my, my attack. I guess he's right, 
but he is still going easy on me. How do you expect me to change? How about meditation? Hunter suggests. Not my thing, I, sh I shrug. I prefer fighting my anger out. Looks like we need you to... Looks like we need to get you a duopo, Hunter suggests. A duopo is a mini smoke bomb that, when thrown, summons a human punching bag. It's meant for people to take out their anger on them or even to train with. People are actually hired to be punching bags. They get paid just above minimum wage, and the death rate is very high. I have no clue why so many people even want that job, but there sure is a lot of it. The beauty of the yin-yang is growing dim. What's happening, I ask? Our magic power is decreasing quickly. The yin-yang is fading, Hunter explains. It's best if we take a little break. Are you hungry? I could eat, I subtly smile, stopping my stream so he can stop his. I sure hope you can. I'd be amazed if you'd lived this long and you couldn't, Hunter laughs as he unlocks the door. Very funny, I say sarcastically. What are we going to eat? How about some pizza? Or do you want something healthy? Hunter suggests as we headed for the door. Whatever you want, I say as we leave. Ice cream? Hunter asks. Yes, I say as I stop in my tracks. My joy and excitement showing clearly through that one word. Okay, Hunter laughs. His laugh is so calming. His smile is so warm. We go to a nice little cafe that sells a wide range of different things. Like bubble tea, hot fudge brownies with ice cream, scones, tea, hot chocolate. The list goes on and on. It's kind of like meetup, but a little smaller. This is where my parents and I work, Hunter mentions as he holds the door open for me. Do you ever go to school? I ask, taking everything in. The cafe smells like espresso. The sun is setting. It adds a nice addition to the warm feeling. Five generations of my family were banned from every magical school ever, Hunter exclaims. A woman behind the counter notices us walk in and speeds around the corner to give him a nice long hug. She's very beautiful. She does have some wrinkles, but they only enhance her beauty. You can tell that she has spent her life smiling. I feel happier just by looking at her. It's always nice to see a mother and son have a nice relationship, assuming she's his mother. They stop hugging, hugging and look over at me. Hunter signals me to come over. Hey, I say in a very low voice. Hunter, is this your girlfriend? She asks in a, mock, in a mocking voice. No, she's just the newest member of the team. He rolls his eyes. We're just taking a little break. The woman takes my hands and starts to shake them. Nice to meet you. My name is Quinlan Lifeburn, and I am his mother. What's your name? Nice to meet you. My name is Lexus Deathchill. I grin. She is still shaking my hands. Hunter is clearly trying not to laugh. If you don't mind me asking, Quinlan starts, putting her hands on her hips. What are your powers? Death, fire, and cold, I explain. She lets out a little giggle. So you two are exact opposites. Yeah, but we get along pretty well, Hunter cuts in. Mom, can you get us the English setup with the side of hot fudge brownie with cookies and cream ice cream and peanut butter sauce? Right away, Quinlan rushes into the kitchen. Where would you like to sit? Hunter gestures to the whole cafe. I can't decide where to sit. We can sit at the front counter by the window, in a little booth, in some beanbag chairs. There are so many choices. How about in the high chairs by the windows? I ask, pointing to the entrance of the cafe. Okay, Hunter says as we walk to our seats. It's, it pretty much looks ni night now. The stars look especially close. Hunter, 
What's the English setup? I ask. He's staring at the stars. The faraway look in his eyes is memorizing. Four different types of tea. In a stand with the first layer being sandwiches, the second being scones, and the top will be sweets like cookies and some spreads to go along with it as well. Hunter explains. I love the way he smiles at me. Of course it is, I say as I look over at the other people here. Some are cuddling up on beanbags, sharing a milkshake at the front counter, sharing a sundae in one of the booths, and others holding each other's hands at this stare as they stare at the stars. Wait a second. Is this a date? Aren't things moving just a bit too fast? We just met. There's no way it's a date. I hardly know him. Oh my god. His brownie th is the brownie going to be one that we have to share? I hope not. What kinds of tea? I ask, completely hiding my rising anxiety levels. Green, black, white, and milk tea, he answers as a twinkle in the sky grabs our attention. Hey, uh, earlier you said your family isn't allowed to go to magic schools. I can see that he's getting a little bored, but he still smiles for me. Why is that? It's because my dad is a non-magic user that somehow found his way into, into a magic high school and accidentally killed thousands of students. Hunter explains with a straight face. Well, at least he didn't smile during that. How did your parents meet? I ask. Now I have millions of questions. How did he get into a, the magic high school? How did he kill all those people? When was this? Where is he now? She met him at a non-magic school, Hunter starts, sounding like he's about to tell me their entire life story. One day she was acting a little off, and my father got worried about her. He offered to walk her home, and since she couldn't let him know her secret, she immediately said no, of course making him even more worried. So he followed her back, then he broke into the school. He ended up losing sight of her and found himself in a chemistry lab. He bumped into some stuff and caused an explosion. As some kids were teleporting, the explosion went with them, and ended up killing everyone. My mother was the only survivor, and tried her best to hide for him from his death, but he was still caught in the end. Anyways, something happened, and he's been allowed to stay around ever since. Just no magical ed education for a few generations. As correct. Although it seems that he has done a long story short. I have, e I have even more questions now, but I think it would be better to not talk about his father, just in case. Quinlan brings us our order. There's the English setup and one giant fudge brownie. Oh no. Are we supposed to share this? I'll bring you guys the rest of your orders, Quinlan says with a chirpy little smile. That's really big, I point at the brownie wide-eyed. That's what she said. Everyone in the room calls out in unison. Hunter quietly laughs. So any new ideas on the power? Hunter asks as, he's, as he butters a scone. Nothing here. You? I ask, grabbing a muffin. Quinlan eggs at the back kitchen with some tea and a second plate of a giant brownie. Good. We're not sharing. Nope. Hunter responds, looking over everything on the stand. Here's the rest of your order. If you need anything, just scream. Quinlan shakes, says jokingly. I really want to scream right now, just to see what happens. Thank you very much, I nod as she puts the plate in front of me. How do I ha not have diabetes? I eat like this all the time. What kind of people do you think you work well with? Hunter asks me as he pours us some green tea. I wouldn't really know, I mutter, inhaling my muffin. 
I pretty much spend all my time with the same people. Well, as you most likely know, there are 15 people per team in high schools, Hunter starts. Well, in teams outside of school, the amount goes up by age range. So, what's the amount for our age range, I ask, pretty much absorbing my brownie and ice cream. 16, Hunter answers, and everyone has partners that train together on their own time, and then we all come together for the team. So I'm guessing that I'm your partner, I ask, scraping my plate clean. I was asked to come here because I'm your exact opposite, and I also need a new partner, Hunter mentions, staring out the window. Now I'm certain that this is not a date. What happened to your last partner? I question, downing my tea and my tea and completely forgetting to add in some honey. Can we change the subject? Hunter asks, pouring us some milk tea this time. I never had this kind of tea before. What kind of sweeteners do I use? Do I even need to use sweeteners? I'll just copy what he does. Sure, I smile, watching every signal movement that he makes. He pours the tea and goes straight to drinking his. I guess I don't need to add any sweeteners. He looks, and no- looks up and notices me staring at him. Everything okay? Hmm? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I quickly grab my tea and take a sip of it. Okay, good. You don't add any sugar to your milk tea. Hunter sighs with relief. It's already sweet enough. Why would I do that? I scoff. I don't know. I've just seen so many people add sugar to it. Hunter takes a bite of a sandwich. What's the team's ranking? I ask, crunching down on a cookie. I think, like, second or first? Hunter mumbles, staring at the ceiling. Maybe third. Nice, I nod, licking some crumbs off of my lips. Yep, Hunter sips his tea. Oh yeah, we also have to get you an Oru. An Oru is the name for the orb that I got earlier from my school team. When will I get it? I ask. Either tonight when we head back or tomorrow. Hunter chucks a scone at me. I just barely catch in time. Alright, cool. I smile and chuck a cookie at him. He manages to catch it with no problem whatsoever. Quinlan looks over and shouts, Don't you dare start a food fight, Hunter. Hunter laughs. Yes, mother. Just two cupcakes left. We might as well start getting ready to go now. Hunter glances over at me. Almost ready to go? We can grab some bubble tea on our way out if you want. I'm way too full for bubble tea. I groan and slap my stomach. Let's grab the cupcakes and eat them on our way back. Want to grab some stuff for your brothers? Hunter asks as he waves down his mother. Sure, I shrug. Grab what you think would be best. Alright, Hunter shrugs and heads to the back room with his mom. I walk around checking out the cafe. There are still two remaining couples, one on the bee bags and one at the front counter. They look so cute together. The one on the bee bags look like they're around the high school age range and the one at the front counter looks like they're in their early 20s. This seems like an amazing place to go to every day. It's so calming. There's a movie on a few of the TVs, and certain speakers are playing audio for them. Others are just playing some form of pop music suggested by the customers. Hunter walks out of the kitchen with two bubble teas and a box of sweets. Think this will be enough? You're certainly generous, I laugh loudly. It adds even more joy to this already upbeat cafe. Good luck, you two. Quinlan waves us goodbye. Have a good night, I yell back. See you later, Mom, Hunter says as he holds open the door for me. He's so kind. It looks like it rained a little bit. It adds a nice fantasy feeling to the area. The moon is in its waxing gibbous phase, so it's so bright and beautiful. 
Mezier 31 is looking so much shinier today. Nice tonight, isn't it? Hunter asks me. His voice is slow and joyful. It really is, I glance around. Let's hurry back to the gym, Hunter speeds up. Alright, I match his speed. We're back at the gym. It looks like Des and Troy are almost done with their fight. I can tell this because everyone else here is looking through an opening into the room. Looks like they certainly made an impression on everyone, Hunter laughs as we head to the room. Right when we go, we get to the group, the door opens. Des and Troy are carrying the two people, other two people out. One's a girl that looks around my age and a boy that looks around Des and Troy's age. The guy is staring at the girl, making sure she's alright, and the girl's un unconscious, completely limp. I hope she's alive. Hey, Des and Troy, we grabbed some stuff for you, Hunter exclaims so casually. So what happened here? Troy stop, stops, considering the box of sweets and two teas for a moment. Destroy. Is she alive? I ask. Fear and worry strikes through my tone. She should be fine. Des shrugs as he grabs a donut. Some rest and will be, and she'll be even stronger tomorrow. What? What's that supposed to mean? I ask, giving them a confused stare. It's about time you guys are back. Iowa yells at the sight of us. Where did you guys go? We just went and grabbed some snacks. Hunter responds, seeming unaltered by her tone. Want a donut? Okay. Iowa shrugs. How's everyone being so casual? There's literally an unconscious girl being carried home. Des and Troy, we got you guys some bubble teas as well. Hunter smiles, handing them the bubble teas. Sweet. Thanks, dude. Des snatches the bubble tea. A demonic and sweet, crave smile grows on his lips as he sticks the straw through it. Do you got? Do you have an, only have donuts? Troy asks as he sips on his bubble tea. There are also cupcakes, cookies, muffins, and brownies. Hunter faces the box towards Troy, slowly opening it like it's a suitcase full of money. Thank you very much. Troy gives a grateful smile towards Hunter and grabs a cookie. So I'm guessing that you guys won? Hunter asks as the two opponents and the people carrying them leave the building. Well, no shit they did. How are you all so casual about this? I shout, watching everyone enjoying themselves. They all stare at me, holding their bubble teas, donuts, and other junk. Troy laughs and throws me over his shoulder. Nice, Lexus. Let's get you home. Why is nobody freaking out about this? See you guys tomorrow, Hunter waves us, waves us goodbye. Have a good night. Thank you. Troy calls back as we leave the building. You too. Des yells at Hunter and bonks me on the head. What the hell just happened? The end. And that is everything for this week's meeting. Just a quick reminder that I won't be recording episodes for a little bit due to the lack of content that I have at the moment. So over my break, I'll be working on scripts and content ideas whenever something comes up. I will be uploading another episode in about a month announcing a publication of my third novel, Arctic Blaze which is the final book in the Death Chill trilogy. Then, after that, I may or may not be coming back, depending on how much content or episodes idea ideas I have I've managed to get on my head, on my, ha my hands on. English. Check out my novels Death Chill and Flame Rip on Amazon and Kobo, link in description. Check out the Creative Writing Club Discord server in the description. Check out the Creative Writing Club Instagram at creativewriting underscore club.
Check out my personal Instagram at dark underscore night underscore wolves. And let us all enjoy a few weeks of relaxation once again. I hope you all have an absolutely phenomenal day.